Hey there, everybody. Hey there, friends. Welcome to the Kamikaze Show. It's great to have you here. And like always, I have a fantastic guest with us here this afternoon or whatever you want to call it. Uh, today, I'm interviewing a friend of mine from high school. Uh, we both graduated back in 2015. Uh, we both graduated from Lake Center Christian School. I know some people I tend to tell I'm from the Springfield area, but actually I graduated from Lake Center. Um, uh, recently, he's uh, been engaged. So congratulations to Izzy uh how do I pronounce it? L-I-L-E-A-S. Ah, I pronounce it Kerchesky, but maybe I'm just jumping the gun on that one. Um, and he is also the creator and owner of Sailboat Media. So got ourselves a entrepreneur here. All right. Fancy schmancy. Uh, yeah, and I'd like to introduce Kyle Kerchesky. Kyle, welcome to the show. Great to have you here, man. It's good to be here. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. So we're going to start off with the warm-up. Uh, you ready for that? All right, let's see what we got here. All right, first question. On a scale of 1 to 10, how would you rate your own driving? With 10 being good? Yeah, I guess <laughs> I should clarify that. <laughs> yes, <laughs> 1 is bad, 10 is very good. Uh, I'd probably say a 10. Oh, my gosh. I, I really, hate you. I, I really like no. driving. <laughs> so there's nothing you can do to improve? I mean, I don't know, maybe. Uh, <laughs> Well, at least you know stick shift. I think I once had someone say 10. I was like, well, do you know stick shift? And they're like, no. I was like, oh, how's that 10 working out for you? <laughs> so at least you know. Well, you still remember how to drive stick, right? I drive it every day. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot how to drive stick. I'd be like, mm. All right. What uh, what dumb accomplishment are you most proud of? Um, I don't know. Um. What would you consider dumb? <laughs> <laughs> Your whole life. <laughs> Whoa! I don't know. Uh, usually, uh, I don't know, like most eggs eaten in a day, or I, I don't know, something that, something that you wouldn't necessarily get a trophy for. But he's like, "Hey, I did that once." Um, I don't know. I mean, I've went 120 miles in a car once. So, what road was that on? I don't really remember. Uh, <laughs> was this in high school? No, okay. it was a couple summers ago. Okay, but so I feel like I remember you once mentioning something like that. And it was like, oh. I mean, I went a hundred and yeah, a hundred several times in high school, but this was the first time I hit a hundred and twenty in wow. Lotus. But I think once I went like five hundred some, but it was on an airplane and I wasn't driving. <laughs> so <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> All right, uh, what would you say is the best single day on a calendar? Ooh. I mean, I want to say Halloween because I really like Halloween. But also August 6th because it's my birthday. You got to decide. Uh, um, it depends. Like, I'd say probably Halloween just because it's a fun holiday. But um, I know Christmas is like the typical answer, but... Um, kind of i i don't know i'd probably say february 20th my birthday too so you know i get that yeah or saint patrick's day or something <laughs> stupid <laughs> all right all right halloween hey probably right. i respect that i respect that fill in the blank the best movie ever made is the empire strikes back a solid choice it's a good one <laughs> all right when what okay what's your go-to artist or band when you can't decide on something to listen to 
I have a couple. Um, it's probably like four, I'd say. Um, either the Killers, Dermot Kennedy, Ban Camino, or Laney. But I mean, recently it's been the Killers, just because they came out with a new album. So I guess for now, just the is killers. it a Halloween themed album? No. Oh, <laughs> no Killers. Anybody? Okay, <laughs> it was worth a try. All right, I got a few uh, audience question here. Uh, got some from uh, Hallie Cole. We went to high school with her. I think you might remember her. Yeah, it's yeah. been a few years, but uh, cake or ice cream? Probably cake. What about ice cream cake? I like ice cream cake. Yeah. Okay. I was just curious. <laughs> a good safe middle. <laughs> All right. Uh, would you rather go bungee jumping or skydiving? Probably skydiving. Solid choice. And then what's your favorite pun? Mm, ooh. I can't think of any right now. That's not a very good pun. <laughs> I just know, like, an hour from now, I'm going to be thinking of, like, a thousand to say. Uh, I can't think of any right now. Boo. All right. IHOP or IHOP? I know this is a little while <laughs> ago, but I, I I need to get the truth. IHOP or IHOP? IHOP with a P. What do you have against IHOP? It's not a thing. <laughs> not anymore. I know that was, like, a big controversy a year ago, but I was just combing through old questions. I was like... Okay. Uh, what TV show or movie do you refuse to watch? Um, I mean, there's a few. Okay. But... Go ahead, list them. <laughs> some are kind of controversial, so I won't list those. But, um, I mean, I guess, like... I don't know if like Hamilton would count, but like <laughs> you never seen Hamilton before? No, and I don't really care to. It's just not my That's fair. It's it's a un I I mean I've seen it before. It's a unique uh type of play. Like there's an, I'm sure there's something out there that's like it, but I just haven't seen it. Yeah. Um and it's also very hyped up, so I could see why I, I don't know if I call you a hipster, but uh Enneagram like, four. Which... Yeah, just like <laughs> mm. But yes, you're gonna get some hate. <laughs> all all three of my listeners are gonna be at your house later, <laughs> like <"Ask how?" laughs> or Grey's Anatomy. I'm not a huge fan. You of don't it. like it? No. I need to see it. But no. I've watched a couple episodes, like not even a full episode, and it just looks like trash TV. But that's my opinion. Yes, that is right. <laughs> that is your opinion. <laughs> what gets you fired up? Um. Like in a good way or a bad way? <laughs> Let's go good, then we can maybe venture into bad. <laughs> um, I mean, when I start talking about movies, I get super passionate and okay. excited, I guess. Um, anything with movies or directors. Um, I guess bad would be like major, like there's like some political issues get me really upset. Mm. Um, I mean, a mixture of like, pretty normal um, yeah like i don't know like abortion something that i have a strong stance against and mm. um like um like child abuse and like uh sex trafficking those are like things that i'm hmm. really against um and it really makes me upset when i see like posts about it and stuff like that's like happening in the world and mm. 
it really gets me upset that that's you know, fair enough. That's a thing that happens to other people, but I can see why that would get someone <laughs> fired up. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Uh, if your childhood had a smell, what would it be? Oh, man, dog poop. <laughs> Just kidding. I'd say the smell of when you get a brand new Lego kit and you open it up and there's like that plastic smell Mm. and um, I don't know how many people ever bought brand new Legos and like remember that smell, but that would probably be my childhood because the sound there like Legos. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Um, Better than snorting coke, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> no. I really liked Legos growing up. Mm. So, what was your favorite Lego set, or just thing to build? I don't know. The Millennium Falcon. Mm. That was the first Lego kit that I ever bought with my own money, and oh. I worked an entire summer to earn a small hundred dollars. Um, and I thought at the time that was like such an insane number, but now it's just like I spend a hundred dollars in one store, and I. F- mm. Should feel bad, but I don't. Um, I mean, how old were you at the time? Like four? I would have been in fourth grade, maybe. Oh. How old is a fourth grader again? About like ten or so. Ten, yeah. yeah. Um, but that was like probably one of my like childhood big accomplishments was buying that kit. Sure. And, like, so it was probably my like still my favorite because it took me a long time to earn it, and I still have it to this day. Yeah. So, Is it in this room right now? We got a lot of... No, no. <laughs> okay. I say for those who are watching the visual version of this, I'm sure you see all this going on here. So we got a lot of movies in here. So, you know, Kyle likes to collect movies. So I do. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So I got two more questions for the warm-up, then we'll wrap this up. So did OJ do it? Honestly, I don't know a lot about that case because I just never looked into it. It was slightly before my time. <laughs> just a tad bit before all of ours, I guess. Yeah, but I'm just going to say yes just to be safe. <laughs> just to be safe. <laughs> just a safe answer. <laughs> like, oh, we did it. I swear. Where's your proof? I don't know. I just know we did it. Fair enough. At least you're honest about it. Yeah. I haven't looked. Apparently, there's a very good documentary on it. I haven't watched it. I keep telling myself I will. Yeah. Maybe one day. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Final question of the warm-up. What is the best compliment you've ever received? Ooh. Um, I guess that I, um, I love well. It's probably something that I've heard from a few people now. It's like that I love other people well. So that's probably the best thing I've ever heard from. How does one love well? I guess just loving intentionally and, um, you know, just like paying attention to their, um, like their current situation, um, listening to them, Hmm. um, letting them talk out what they need to talk out, giving them feedback. And, um, yeah, I've heard that, I guess, from a few people now, which is, I guess, really nice to hear, Hmm. but. All right. Sounds good to me. Got a lover over here. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you all for listening so far. We're going to take a brief commercial break. Congratulations, Kyle. You survived the warm-up. So (laughs) thanks. (laughs) Great as life. First accomplishment, survived the warm-up. Second, Millennium Falcon. So there you go. All right. uh, We'll be back in a brief moment after a brief mention for a sponsor, and we'll hear more about Kyle Kurcheski.
All right, welcome back, everybody. It's great to have you here. It's great to have Kyle here as well. We've been having, a, would say, a pretty decent conversation so far. Uh, just got through the warm-up, and now we're going to kind of talk more depth on things. Uh, I kind of want to start off with this question, kind of set the tone. What movie title best describes your life? Ooh. Um, wow, I don't know. I'll punch That's... you right in the gut with that one. Um, Figure how could we not talk about movies, so, you know. <laughs> I can think of like movies that kind of describe my life. All right, let's start stringing them together. Maybe we can come up with a title from that. So, what's a few? Um, I mean, I would like to think movies kind of like I don't know. I just keep thinking of my favorite movies, which is like Drive or Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, um, or Comets or um 500 days of summer but those are all like sad mostly besides drive those are all sad romantic movies if no one's ever seen those um but i don't know empire strikes back that's my first favorite Mm. but like i don't really feel like that describes my life just (laughs) i mean you never know I guess, well, I was about to say a joke about how, like, your dad comes in as Darth Vader, but if anything, your dad would come in and be Jigsaw and be like, oh, my God. Because <laughs> for those who don't have never met uh, Jim Krzyzewski before, he kind of looks a little like Jigsaw, not going to lie. Yeah. I, was like, <laughs> I remember we watched Saw. That was the first time I'd seen looked at your dad and was like, and then I think later you were at dinner, you're just, like, sitting there, was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, well, what about what movie title worst describes your life then? I don't know. <laughs> um, It's like totally not it at all. I don't know. Oh, man. Like, this is the problem with watching so many movies. It's like you just have so much like titles and stuff rattle around your brain, but you don't really know what to... That's a thing. Um, I mean, Maybe. I could go with my least favorite movie, which is Movie 43. Describe Movie 43 for our audience and me too. <laughs> Oh gosh, it's <laughs> it's a pile of garbage that um, a director pretty much conned um, a bunch of famous people to be in because um, he did one small little sketch with I forget what actor because he owed him a favor, and from there he took that sketch and he told another famous actor, being like, "Hey, you want to be a part of this little like sketch comedy thing? Um, this person's already in it." And just he did that over and over and over until he had a feature film. And mm-hmm. it's just a bunch of random sketches, not connected at all, um, just thrown into a movie. And it's just not funny um, mm-hmm. at all. Uh, it's just, it's painful to watch just all these like really good actors being in this just awful trash fire of a movie. But. Um, I'd say that's probably my least favorite movie just mm. because it's it's not even fun to watch. It's just boring and just sad. Who is the guy that directed that again? I have no idea. Oh. <laughs> not even worth remembering his name. <laughs> it's, uh, if it turns out it was like, uh, he's a famous director. What do you, What's the most famous director we can think of right now? Uh, I mean, Stanley, <laughs> Stanley Kubrick, Kubrick, or he's my favorite, mm. or Martin Scorsese, Steven mm. Spielberg, or Christopher Nolan, but... One of those guys. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. I got a guest question here. Uh, this one comes from my sister, Morgan Kaiser. She's asking, what is your favorite movie-making experience and why? Ooh. We're talking about making movies here. Obviously, Movie 43 is your least favorite. <laughs> <laughs> What's better about this experience? 
of like my personal experience or experience watching? Let's do do personal. Okay. I'd say probably when I was making the movie Indiana Jules this last summer. Um, Okay. For the people who are Indiana Jules. So Jewel crew. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Ooh. Um, I worked out at a summer camp this last summer and I put together a short film um, alongside with our media team and um it was extremely stressful because you're trying to film something and also you know do your job what you're there to do Mm -hmm. um which is taking pictures and video of kids at camp um but it was also just really stressful to get the uh, the act or the media team together to film something um in the very Mm -hmm. small amount of time that we do like we did have um, but I, I made, basically made it into three parts. Um, first part was easier to film cause it was during training. Second part was extremely hard to do because I had about a week to do it. And that week we were all very busy. Um, and I don't think I slept like near, like I probably slept maybe a collective like 10 hours, 20 hours, maybe throughout the entire week. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the third part was a lot of fun. It was much shorter, but um, definitely the second part was the most stressful. Um, what is the, uh, describe for our audience, what is the premise of Indiana Joel's? I mean, obviously it's, I'm getting some <laughs> Harrison Ford vibes over <laughs> here, but uh, like, what are we, what are we, what's going on here? So basically at the camp I was working for, there was um, five things or five or six five or six things that they think that every single camper um, should experience during one week of camp. And um, one of it, like, for example, one's like fun, one's love, one is, um, uh, what is it? I can't even remember. Work is one. Um, And there's a couple other ones, but, uh, and I wanted to take that idea of these, these things that each camper should feel and, um, or experience and basically it was just a scav like a treasure hunt f- to find each one of these things and so I had my character of Joel um, he went on this quest to um, basically go along and find each one of these and each time he found one he picked up a member of our media team and so um, there was um, I like with the fun one like for an example um, he would walk up to the rock wall and he climbed up and one of the media team members was standing up there and he had a clue for oh, the next one so. fun to get up there <laughs> and what about love was that one like in the the uh almost said dorms the uh <laughs> the camper's place is <laughs> like whoa <laughs> uh so that one was um in our uh chapel oh um, <laughs> i, I should have gone with the jesus answer um, all right <laughs> And it's uh that was the last one because we think that's the most important thing that each camper should walk out with is mm. feeling loved at camp. Um, because we just, I mean, we don't. I feel like that's not nearly expressed enough, uh, in today's society, uh, for kids. And um, but we um, so the last one it was in the chapel and I made it this big dramatic, you know, scene with the with like fancy lights and slow motion and. Um, and eventually we all as a media team kind of gather around this 
cut out word out of metal and it says just in the words love um and you know we're like we need to go capture this and that is in turn like kind of being like as a media team we're gonna go capture love Hmm. for the summer but what is what is love i don't say baby don't hurt me or whatever the one song or (laughs) first corinthians 13 (laughs) um i think it's just um feeling like you belong somewhere feeling like people around you care um and just feeling in a very like safe um i'd say safe is a big one um and i don't know it's hard to describe like what exactly it is but for a like for a camper i'd say um feeling at a safe environment with Hmm. you know people who genuinely care about them and care about their futures and um Hmm. you know i'd say that's probably a big one it's more of the atmosphere of love rather than like the act between or not act but like the uh expression between two individuals but more of like the environment you create for campers campers, yeah the context of that yes um but also like i think it was also important for counselors and staff members to um you know just really love kids um Mm. and like really just be putting kids before themselves like Mm. um always thinking you know like well how can i make this camper have a better experience and um stuff like that um Mm. so it's it's a mixture of atmosphere and like actions towards making that atmosphere Mm. a possibility how does the guy with the camera besides making videos and all that how does he contribute to that atmosphere so my job was um it was a little tough at times because you're not necessarily like in the trenches with like with a counselor you know like they're alongside those kids the entire week Mm -hmm. and at the end of the week they get to pray with them they get to you know have a one-on-one conversation with them and Hmm. um you know as as a media person you don't get to see all that all the time Mm -hmm. um you don't get to sit in on those conversations after you know after dinner or whatever when it's quiet time and um you don't really get to experience all that so like it is kind of rough because you don't get to see all that so i always took my job is um it's going to um Mm -hmm. want to uh feel that the uh i don't even know how to word it basically it's wanting to capture it and hope that or in the hopes that that will inspire another child to mm. come out to camp or um can like encourage campers when in the middle of the year when they're kind of feeling down they can like look back on the pictures and videos and remember what they learned there and mm. um you know and i always took it as you know if um i mean because as a media person you're working long long days i mean you're there was times when I'd be waking up at seven and going to bed at two in the morning, but, um, and, uh, but it never really bothered me because I was always thinking, you know, if by me working hard to capture summer, if that can convince one kid in the entire summer, you know, for next summer to come to camp. And if that's the first time that they can hear about Jesus, then it's all worth it. Cause it's, mm-hmm. um, it's, you know, it's just, it's just a few weeks that I'll, up with no sleep and (laughs) um you know but sure so that's that's how i view my job there is that a bit of the inspiration behind sailboat media then in a way yes um 
I uh, I guess this will be a shameless plug to yeah. Feel free. Yeah, this I guess <laughs> is my segue. Kind of explain to our audience like. Some some people who are watching, listening to this already know you already know about sailboat media, but you might get a few people who are like, I have no idea what this bro's talking about. What's this sailboat media? So uh, um, shameless plug it all the way, please. <laughs> so sailboat media is a um, company that is dedicated to um, capturing authentic moments of um if that's between you know a bride or a groom um seniors pictures family pictures um uh, there's going to be video content in there with whether that's a wedding or um you know anything like that of um this like plays conferences anything like that um we and when i say we i mean me and my uh, fiance were both working for uh, sailboat media as a company that we created um and um we uh we just want to capture authentic moments and not just those moments that everybody sees but we want to see those like those little moments that might not always get photographed or um but we want we want people to um remember a lot of important things to their lives so. how does a moment be authenticized authenticated whatever word like like capturing an authentic moment not just a specific oh, like what what's a unique authentic moment like what's what makes this picture from sailboat media more authentic or I, i'm just trying to mm -hmm. just like so what, what makes it more authentic so i think a big one is um we see a lot today in photography of just um you know everyone get together and smile and we'll take your picture. Mm -hmm. Um, and they, it's very posed, very staged. And, um, as, as sailboat media, we kind of work on, um, you know, either that's like, you know, giving them little prompts. Um, if it's like a engagement picture or wedding picture, you know, we always, we like tell them just to, you know, get close and like whisper your favorite memory with the other person. And like, usually those smiles that we get like out of that is much more real than just like smile for the camera because they're mm. actually reacting to something that's, you know, has an emotional connection to it. Um, and it's mm. not just a staged picture. Um, so we, uh, we try to do that. Um, so whether that's just giving them prompts or actually like telling them jokes of like we had a family shoot, um, a couple of weeks ago that, uh, we told them jokes or um, Izzy behind me was flossing and making the, you know, girl like <laughs> laugh. Flossing. <laughs> and, uh, um, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so like really anything to get like a genuine laugh mm -hmm. out of them and not just a, uh, Hey, smile quickly. Like, um, mm. and we, we do also want to um, emphasize on getting the, to know the couple sure. or the family or the senior uh, beforehand and not just showing up the day of and being like, okay, we're here to take a picture. Mm. We, we want to get to know them, get to know their story mm. and um, kind of just, uh, you know, really cater to the, what they need and like mm. who they are as a person and not just the outside, like, you know, like I guess gotcha. shell of the person, but it's a, it's an experience, not just a photo. So yeah, yeah. getting one of those like uh behind the faces kind of <laughs> deals. So is okay. So I'm curious: is Sailboat Media is it an LLC, a sole proprietorship, a partnership, corporation? Like, I don't know. <laughs> so as of now, um, it's just a 
like I guess it's really nothing right now. Um, okay. But in the near future, I'd like to turn it into an LLC. Um, the way to go, man. But um, there's a lot of paperwork still involved, yes. and um, there's still like just a lot of work to do with mm-hmm. that. But um, we are still a fairly new company, so we're still trying to figure all that stuff out. But sure. Um, yeah, still working probably towards an LLC. Fair enough. Not gonna go corporation and can buy some stock and <laughs> buy five <laughs> shares of sailboat. <laughs> Um, actually brings me to a guest question. Another one from Morgan as well. Uh, she's asking, can you share the story behind sailboat media? I know I kind of asked a bit about it, but I guess why specifically that brand, if you will. Um, so originally the company was going to be called, um, red balloon media or red balloon productions. Okay. Um, because I did some research, and it does seem that if you have a physical object in within like the title of your name, I, I mean, at least with me, it seems like you remember it more than just say like I don't know, like I'm trying to think of an example. Um, I mean, the one off the top of my head is Red Letter Media, which is a YouTube channel, and they're actually pretty popular. But you can also kind of picture that in your head. Um. So, like, because it's a literal photography business, you want to at least picture like something alongside of it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, I always go back to the, there's a company called um, Red Bicycle Media. And as okay. soon as you hear their name, you think of a red bicycle. A motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> think of a truck. <laughs> okay. um, and so when I was originally coming up with Red Balloon Media, um, which is very similar, um, but I just, I liked the thought of, a red balloon when I would say the name. Mm -hmm. Um, And the more I thought about it, um, it it's actually Izzy who came up with, um, you know, she asked me like, well, should you have something that has more meaning to you? Um, And so, I mean, a long story short, boats have a very, have a inside joke kind of thing with me and Izzy. Um, And uh, just a, it was a, camp thing and long story but um and that would be the time to share i guess (laughs) basically she wrote me a letter before we were dating um and uh she's like hey there's a surprise for you underneath the mats to the media room and i was like oh is it a boat just being stupid (laughs) and um she's like what no and so (laughs) what if um, it was though (laughs) Um, so I wrote her a letter back and I made a origami boat and I put the letter in the boat and I gave it to her. Um, and so since then it was, it's just been a constant joke, but, um, so boats have always been kind of like an inside joke with me and Izzy. And so, um, we were, uh, in a room one day and I was like trying to come up with titles for a business. And we looked at the picture that I gave her like, for Christmas, which has like all of our inside jokes and stuff. And there's a boat and I'm like, mm-hmm. and I think, I think it was her that said, well, what about sailboat media? And since then it just kind of stuck. And then I had Alex Embleton. Um, he's been on the show before. My man. <laughs> Hi, Alex. Um, <laughs> he's not going to listen to this. <laughs> I, mean, I guess you we'll see. I, I'd imagine he would, but anyway, <laughs> um, Alex, if you're listening, just text me as soon as you hear this part. <laughs> um, hmm. We'll see if he listens. But 
um he came up with the logo um for it so uh it's a bit i mean if the people who are listening that can't visually see it um go check it out at um sailboat media on facebook or instagram um go shout it out (laughs) plug it in there but uh that's the logo that we have it's like a sailboat and it's actually came out really nice so um but that's kind of the story behind what Mm. sailboat media or how it came to be but gotcha okay well just you know figured i'd ask and that's kind of neat make a make a sorry now i'm burping because all this (laughs) pop i just drank or soda for you freaks i drank all that now i'm gonna be burping all over the place all right so because i mean we're talking about the dream talking about all that um i kind of want to go down this path uh i actually got a question well i'll put this fun one in here first got another one from Holly cole another fun guest question is that if you had to direct a movie that has already been in theaters what would it be and why so oh Man, there's a lot. <laughs> um, I know, right? I would probably want to say, like, um, I would have loved to direct something smaller. Um, the bigger stuff is terrifying. Like, the Avenger movies, I would not want to direct because it's such a huge property. Because mm. um, if you mess up, like, people are going to be mad. Mm-hmm. Um, and same thing with, like, Star Wars or um, Disney movies or just those giant properties that um, has such a strong following. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I like to direct something like Tenant because I just saw that. And it's just, it's insane to even think of the concept of it. But um, I always go back to um, the movie Comet, uh, which is a smaller film about a couple and it just plays around with the timelines of their relationship. And mm. um, yes, I just really enjoy that movie. Um, I wrote a or I'm in the process of writing a uh, short film kind of similar to it, but not too similar to like, um, I don't know, just I like the idea. Mm. Um, I like the style of it. And it's just all around a fun movie but gotcha okay so recently to my understanding you have uh not working your nine to five anymore correct right that's correct all right what is the dream here so the ultimate dream like the big dream is to become a movie director um like full-time actually making like like, hollywood i don't know if it'd be hollywood or like um indie movies or uh anything like that but um i like just to make movies for a living um but i feel like the hollywood is there's so much political stuff involved that it's just it's not quite as what it used to be um Hmm. so i think i would rather lean towards like the independent stuff but um, that's the ultimate dream but the near future dream is just to be doing uh, media related things full-time um so Mm -hmm. hoping that sailboat media can uh, take off enough to um basically make a living off of it Mm -hmm. um whether that's just doing weddings or um you know stuff just year round but um yeah that's kind of the dream right now gotcha so right now let's say let's say you have all the resources 
at the world at your disposal. You have all the money, you have the connections, you have it all. And you got this dream movie in your mind, whatever it may be. Do you think you'd be ready to direct that movie? Like right now? Yep. Had all the every single every single physical, tangible resource. Unlimited money, unlimited connections. You had everything there. All they need is you to direct it. Yeah. Would you you think you'd be ready? Oh yeah. What makes you think you'd be ready? I feel probably like most alive when I'm directing stuff. Okay. Um and there is just I feel just like I don't know, I'm like made to do it. Okay. Um I really enjoy it. I really enjoy seeing the actors having fun. Um, for the most part, like, um, <laughs> in my movies, want them to be miserable. <laughs> um, I love seeing my vision come together on screen. I feel like that's just, um, probably just like one of the greatest feelings that, um, I've experienced is just like having an idea and it coming on the screen and it just looks amazing. Um, but I mean, obviously there's like a fear to that cause it's, you know, not everyone might not share your same like vision or, um, mm. but I think that's, what's kind of cool about movies is like, there's so much uniqueness in all of them. Um, mm. and each person can f- connect with something like different in a movie. But, um, yeah, I, um, I'd say I would definitely be ready to direct a feature. Like if I, um, it might not be the greatest feature, but I mean, I think I don't know. I've I have enough of a passion for it that I could do it and figure it so, out. Yeah. So is that the biggest thing going forward? Thinking of all right. So we got our sailboats here. Gonna set up our sailboats, and then are you gonna do like Titanic Productions after that? Or <laughs> maybe that might not be the best <laughs> name for it. But <laughs> Lusitania? No, we're not getting any better. Uh, Hindenburg. Um, but from sailboat, are you planning on maybe? using that as a platform going forward or I don't know. I'm just, I'm just instigating here. That's all. Maybe. Um, it'd be nice to, you know, be able to, uh, make enough money to set stuff aside to kind of fund a feature or, um, have enough connections through sailboat that I can kind of, um, build off of that. But, um, we'll see. I guess we shall. All right. Mm-hmm. I was just curious. That's all. I got a, so I got like a bunch of guest questions here. I, I guess I saved like a lot of them for about this part because most of them come from one person, but we'll see how that goes. Uh, got one from Michael Hopkins. Oh boy, Michael, uh, he's been on the show before and he's asking, do you believe going to school for directing has any benefits or no? So, so I, for the people who don't know, my whole story is um, I went to Stark State for a year and a half um, studying media productions and there hit a point about that year and a half point that I decided that I wanted to drop out and pursue it on my own terms. Mm-hmm. Um, they were teaching me stuff that I already knew. Uh, they were showing me how to use equipment that I already owned. Um, all throughout high school, I worked um, a part-time job and I used most of that money to buy equipment. Um, so I was always, um, I want to say I was a decent, not good, I don't know. It was along as like 
as far as equipment goes, I felt that I was um, a slight step above my age group of people that were also doing video. Um, but uh, I think that like it can have a benefit to going to school for um, directing. I think if you don't know how to use equipment, it's a great place to learn how to. Um, it's a great place to build connections, but those were two things that I was just simply not doing at uh, Stark State. But I think that it really comes down to the person, the best way they learn. I always learn best by doing, not learning to do. So okay. um, I just think for me personally, it was not beneficial. Gotcha. Whatever floats your sailboat, right? <laughs> yeah, no, I guess it's uh, whatever whatever is beneficial to each person. Uh, school can be a benefit, but yeah, I will say for you, I don't think it was very beneficial. I mean, I, mean, I think you even mostly went because it was like more of out of an obligation rather than because actually going. So yeah, yeah. I uh, yeah, for you, don't waste your time. But other people, it might actually be a good use of you. I mean, I I yeah. went to school, so yeah. Who would I be to diss on it? So my advice to anyone who is going or who is uh thinking about going to college that they don't quite know what they want to do, um. And if you don't have a scholarship and like if you you're not sure about, you know, what you want to do, I would take a year off um, work in that time. Um, there's a lot of changes between like in that first year <laughs> yeah. from after like out of high school um, because life isn't like school. And that's kind of all, you know, when you're out of high school. Mm -hmm. um, so if you're not sure what you want to do, I would take a year off. Um, if you do have scholarships, that does change the picture a little bit because if you take a year off, you're going to lose those. So mm. um, maybe go, maybe, you know, do the whole, um, you know, trying to decide a major in that first year. But, um, yeah, there's no, in my opinion, there's no reason to waste that year of money if mm. you're not sure what you want to do. Major in undeclared. Yeah. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, some people can find like figure it out in that first mm -hmm. year, um, even if they don't have a scholarship. Like, and it really it also comes down to the person, like, and sure. just how they learn best. But mm. um, that's my advice, at least. Fair enough. <laughs> Sounds good to me. All right, so I got like, oh my goodness, one, two, three, four, five, five questions from a Izzy. Is it Lilius? Lilius. Lilius. I feel we've met. I've met her like one time. <laughs> Seems like a great person. Great conversation, but. She definitely hammered on the. Well, some of these aren't even questions. Like one is like, "Ooh, you just opened a can of worms." I feel so much pressure to ask solid questions. LOL. And I'm trying to think of a witty question. I, I'm realizing I'm not witty, and I'm sorry for all these. So I don't know if she thought this was like the chat or whatever. I was like, whatever. So, whatever. I'm not getting married to her, so I can throw her <laughs> under the bus. <laughs> Fair enough. She's like, oh, I guess I'm not going to the wedding anymore. <laughs> All right. So first question is, how has your life changed from high school to now? Ooh. Jeez. Just has to ask the deep questions. <laughs> Just punch you straight in the gut. Figured I'd save it for the end. Um, Definitely a lot. Um, A lot of changes. Um, Would you like to provide a timeline? or? <laughs> I mean... No, <laughs> the 
I'd say the biggest change between like my life in high school versus now um in high school I kind of viewed God as you know just something else that like you know my parents like it's I kind of viewed it as just like oh this is you know something else that's part of life it's not like um I kind of just I had my life in the middle and I kind of had him floating out around with the same thing of like career or like um you know like oh this is something I do on Sundays like yeah I believe in God and but it wasn't ever a personal relationship um but I believe I think that my um over the last few years um it's definitely become more of a uh this is like a way of life this isn't just part of life this is life um but uh, I've just kind of I don't know refound my own like faith and kind of made it my own Hmm. um I've watched what happens to people that um have kind of just stepped away from God and um the type of life that that uh you know what that is um I mean there was a time when I did the same thing and it was um it all seems fun right up front but um you know it was some of the loneliest times in my life Hmm. but um I'd see that as probably the biggest change between my life as a high schooler um versus now um there's definitely been I'm definitely more extroverted um now than I was in high school um so I talk to more people um still an introvert but I um I I I can talk to people and it's not like I don't know as awkward I guess as it was Fair in high enough. school but Your social st- skills tend to sharpen over time you use them yeah. more so yeah um and I don't know I just feel like um I have a different view of life um that I what I had in high school but um yeah I don't know sounds good to me it's been five years since we graduated high school isn't that weird to think oh, 2020 20 we were literally just talking earlier it's like wow like we got out at a good time so <laughs> <laughs> this COVID stuff um Next guest question from her. Uh, she's asking, where do you see yourself in five years? So we're five years from high school now. Wow. I um, know. I feel like I'm in a job interview. I, don't know <laughs> if I get that in a job interview. Like, where do you see yourself in five years? It's like, I don't even know. I'm going to be in 30 minutes. So, but take a swing at it. Um, Well, the big change I see in five years is I'll be married. Um, Hopefully living in Florida. Um, what part of Florida? Orlando area is kind Ooh. of the Disney World. It's kind of the aim. Um, oh, really? Izzy worked for Disney for. Um, oh, really? Uh, what was it last winter for a couple months? Hmm. She did the Disney College program, and she really enjoyed it. And she would like to work for either Disney or Universal. I think it was preferred more Universal than Disney. Disney will probably buy him out anyway. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the mouse is watching. Um, but. She really would love to do that full time. Um, and I think that for media, at least, there are so many more opportunities um, down there as well. Um, That's fair. So, 
she did the like she did the Disney college program for media down there. So she was, I mean, we're in the same field, but, um, so we feel like there's probably more opportunities down there, but, um, but in five years, I mean, I would hope that I would have like a house maybe. Um, (laughs) but, um, yeah. Um, it's a lot of time. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a kid on the way. I don't know, but we'll see see how that, how that goes. Yeah. (laughs) One thing at a time, I guess. Yeah. Let's just <laughs> let's just get through today. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. All right. Last one from her. Uh, what is it that you love about movies? Plus, what is it that you love about being a storyteller? Three question marks. Ooh. Hmm. So I always think back to there's a few videos that I think perfectly sum up like why I love movies um and you know just the in like how they're so like important um cuz I I think I view movies differently than the majority of people um how so I think the majority of people view it as just this is a piece of entertainment um you know to kind of like either pass time or just something to enjoy Uh, to turn your brain off but um i think i view movies as a um a tool to connect with other people um i think that movies and stories have a lot of power um and there's a um there's a reason why movies exist like and why stories exist is you know there's there's always this pull to tell something you know, beyond our own lives to, um, to share an experience or share like, um, this made up story that is, it's so far out of our own reach, but we can like show it to other people and like, you can dream with them. Um, I always take it back to when I was younger, I was, um, I really loved the movie, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Um, I've always Mm. been mechanical. I've like, there's always been a, um, fascination with, um, fixing things, taking things apart and just working with my hands. Um, and so when I was younger, my dad was working at a printing, uh, shop or printing Mm. press shop and he would bring home all these computer parts and printing pieces. And, um, I'd spend hours in my or in the basement just building shrink rays time machines flying machines whatever you can imagine um and i would um you know just really just use my imagination and i think that's partially where my um fascination with movies also stem from because Mm -hmm. in a movie you can continue to do that but you can make it a reality um on the screen uh it's not just all pretend it's like you can make it happen on the screen. So um, I think movies are just very important to me because it's how I feel how like people can connect with each other. Hmm. Um, not just, that's not just the only way, but I do think it is a major part of um, how people connect and a, um, a major part for society just um, as a whole. Um, you can change, you know, you can make people laugh. You can make them cry. You can make them change their viewpoint on 
like a certain topic or, you know, bring some awareness to something or hmm. uh, there's really an endless amount um, of things. Like you can pull all the emotions out of somebody. Um, I mean, you make them scared or you can make them laugh. And it's just, it's such a fun thing to dive into, especially if you really dive into it and you get into all the different corners of movies and you understand the behind the scenes and what it took to make what you're seeing on the screen. I think it makes you appreciate everything more. Um, but I think that's why I love movies and um, why I love storytelling is just because with stories, you can share your life. Um, you can share experiences that other people might not experience, but you can share that with them and it can change their life and change their perspective on everything so i don't know sounds good to me <laughs> all right anything else <laughs> no that's good that's good all right kind of getting the wrap up here uh i got one more question then uh we'll kind of start wrapping this up i've been talking for a little bit so i got one final guest qu question from wyatt kaiser my brother he's asking when am i getting an invite to your wedding <laughs> I answer that as you see fit, but that's just what I saw. Well, I mean, it's September now as mm -hmm. we're filming this um, or recording this, I should say. I guess both. But um, And we are hoping to do our wedding sometime in May 2021. So it's about eight months away, um, but we'll see. There's a few factors that still go into place. Um, I mean, it's a mixture of venue um, and uh, is he graduating his uh, college in that time frame? But we'll we'll see if that's so. Hopefully, you'll be getting an invitation probably within like seven months. I don't know how long people usually send out invitations before their wedding. I've never been married before, so yeah. <laughs> mm, I want to say it's probably about a month before, maybe a little uh, less. I don't know, but sometime within that frame, but. Mm. <laughs> I think there's usually like a save the date and then an invite. Yeah, mm. yeah, but we'll see. <laughs> mm. All right, sounds good to me. Well, thank you, Kyle. It's been a great discussion. Uh, to wrap this up, so if you have one final piece of advice for our audience, uh, whether that be from our conversation today or just life in general, what would it be? I'd probably say um, never feel that, you know, you're alone in a situation um, and, you know, you like never just give up on yourself or the people around you because um, no matter how much you want to, like there's people that love you and um, care about you. There's... Um, there's just, I don't know how to word it. Um, there's a God that loves you, um, that's there for you. I think that, like, I know it's easy to get caught up in life um, and just the busyness of it, but I guess never forget that you're created uniquely um, and special and... Um, yeah, and um, there's always a plan for your life, I guess. Hmm. Um, 
yeah i'd say that's probably the big one is just there's always a plan no matter like how much you don't believe there is there Hmm. is like Hmm. but yeah i could go into a lot more deal detail with that but you know it's (laughs) you want to if you want to (laughs) no it's um yeah there's always a plan and um there's always someone out there to listen to you so i'm sorry what was that (laughs) (laughs) but good to me yeah I'd say that's probably it. All right, sounds good. Well, thank you, Kyle. It's been a great discussion today. Uh, if you have any additional shout-outs uh, to anybody you'd like to shout-out today? Um, oof, man. I guess since they both mentioned me in their podcast, I guess shout-out to Alex and Michael when we were roommates, um, I guess, because they both mentioned me. But oh, and Some also- quid pro quo <laughs> going on here. Also, shout out to Izzy for being the best fiance ever. If you didn't shout her out, I'd be like, mm, let them solve that later. Um, but also, shout out to Sailboat Media for being the gre- greatest media company out there. So, greatest, the GOAT. Yeah, so maybe go follow them on all the social media platforms. And that is Facebook, Instagram, Twitter? Not yet Twitter. Just, Not yet Twitter. Just Facebook and Instagram. All right. And but then uh, is there like a YouTube page, a website, anything like that? There is a YouTube channel, but oh, there really? is not any videos out yet. So we're working on it. All right. <laughs> we'll get some videos out there, great. Yeah. All right. But, sounds good. Well, thank you, Kyle. It's been a great discussion day. And thank you, our great audience, for listening in on this great discussion day. And, well, like always, have a nice day. <laughs>